Hello everyone, my name is Tandi and I'm Saurabh and we are here with our very own first ever podcast. At Coditation Systems, we believe in implementing growth and customer-driven solutions. So this podcast is our attempt to discuss the current tech trends and how we effectively use them as part of our problem-solving approach. Today we have two of our brightest minds, Samir and Puni, decoding customer segmentation and audience cohorts for us. Samir and Puni, thank you so much for being part of our first episode. Thanks for having us here. Glad to be here. Welcome. So when it comes to customer segmentation, from what I understand, it is simply dividing consumers or the audience into buckets. And each bucket has similar characteristics. Right, Puni and Samir? Yeah. yeah. Also, I think uh, large markets uh, can be divided based on similar needs, wants or demands. That is essentially segmentation. But it does not stop just there. Division could be based on consumer behavior as well. You know what, Tanvi? Let's get an expert opinion. That was actually very well put, you guys. Uh, segmentation does become really important when you need to target or position your brand or product, right? But there's only one thing that you need to want to add here is, uh, you know, when we say customer segmentation, it's just not customer who we are looking at. It also includes the visitors who visit your web page. Let's say you're an e-commerce company. Uh, the people who visit your website uh, or the prospects, right, also become an important part as an input for your segmentation. So uh, that can also be con- uh, basically used for customer segmentation. And yeah, I mean, you guys have already explained what segmentation is, but when it comes to the need of the segmentation, right, uh, if if you look historically, uh, there have been small markets which local marketers or retailers have been catering to. Right. But as the technology grew, as the transportation grew, right, uh, the need for segmentation has arisen because the number of customers that they are catering to has uh, that has boomed. Right? right. It has gone global now, and that's where customer segmentation helps. Uh, broadly, we can say customer segmentation helps you with two important things, which is growth and retention. Mm-hmm. Right. When it comes to growth, right? Uh, let's say you are a startup. At at the starting phase, uh, you are just focused on bringing in new customers. You want to have as many users on your website or using your product or service as possible, right? But when you are expanding, uh, you want to just reach out to those customers, or you want to know which are your customers who who will be bring, bringing in the money. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you you are focused on in the expansion phase. You already have the users in place, but you do not have, uh, you know, the the description of those users as to which which one of them is important, which one of those are not important, and that's where segmentation plays a big role because it helps you to uh, analyze or you know know about those customers and eventually grow your business. Right. Uh, secondly, when it comes to retention, and this is. Uh, this is for all different kind of industry, be it B2B or B2C. Uh, there is this Pareto principle which says uh, around 20% of your customers are actually contributing to 75 to 80% of your revenue. Right. And that's why with customer segmentation, you are able to analyze and you are able to understand who are your high valued customers who are actually contributing to your revenue. And that's where segmentation plays a big role. That, that is great insight, guys. So now that we've spoken about how segmentation is done, can you briefly tell us the parameters which play an important role in the segmentation of markets? Uh, yeah. So uh, let's talk history, right? 
uh, in the early 20th century there is a jeweler jewelry store and he has different kinds of customers coming in but but he has a separate room for the rich while he is you know catering to the poor through a window right right and that's how they have been you know segmenting the market and mm. running business based on that Interesting. right and the main the main uh, pattern or the main parameter there is the buying power of the customer right so this is one of the parameters that has been used historically and it's still being used by by marketers or the businesses to segment their customers right, right. and uh, spending capacity is one of the parameters but people also look at demographics um, the geography associated to where your customer belongs to so that becomes highly important as well uh, if you talk about um, you know certain uh, daily essential product right for example toothbrushes so these guys uh, segment your customers based on demographics um, a lot for example a toothbrush manufacturer would uh, have a product which is which has soft bristles and the toothbrush itself is modeled into a superhero character or a cartoon character uh, which basically tethers to toddlers or you know uh, the customers uh, who are in the age group of 2 to 5 maybe right. so that basically is uh, how they segment the customers in fact even for geography if you are using that parameter for segmentation so many products which are fmcg um, segment the customers based on geography for example hindustan unilever so uh, these guys have different brands for uh, catering to different uh, strata or segments of the society right. for rural they could have something like a wheel detergent mm-hmm. as opposed to surf excellentrin which basically caters to the urban, uh, urban, urban market metro, right, right? Yeah. so that's how the segment based on geography and um, when you are talking about geography and demographics right these have been used historically for segmentation but now uh people have started uh using different parameters apart from these basic ones to segment the customers to give you an example uh there's something called behavioral segmentation right so they basically look at the usage of their customers on their platform and what are the trends what are they actually interested in so on and so forth to study the behavior of the user and then segment them accordingly to give you an example let's say kora so kora lot of customers come and read multiple articles but a particular customer would be interested in certain topics as opposed to the other so uh, the the kind of topics that a person is interested in is tracked by kora uh, the recommendations that you get uh, are based on your behavior they also look at the device type that you use it could be a telephone uh, like a mobile phone or uh, a desktop so it also gives you an insight about um, what kind of uh, length is the customer looking at is he really interested in uh, reading longer articles or shorter ones because if you are using a mobile phone you would rather read a smaller article as opposed to desktop you can read larger ones right so that's one in fact uh, behavioral segmentation uh, is one but people are also uh, have also started looking at cultural segmentations wherein uh, they look at the they draw context from the social traditions and know the behaviors embedded in the community to which customers belong to right it could also include language or dietary preferences right and uh, lifestyle music so on and so forth um yeah uh, but this is b2c 
like if you're talking about B2B, then people also look at, um, you know, your customers are industries again. So you also look at uh, what's the size of the industry, what kind of industry are you like, you know, are you an automobile industry or no. Yeah, and that's what you term as permographics right. instead of demographics for a, for a customer like. So that was interesting how so many parameters play an important role in market segmentation, right Tanvi? Yep, yep, absolutely. Other than that, I think uh, there are still some traditional methods for segmentation in use, right? And uh, could you tell us a little bit about them and if they stay in use, if not, why are they limited, etc.? Well, talking about traditional methods of segmentation, right? We first need to know where the data was coming from mm -hmm. to actually segment the customers at all, right? Uh, initially, there was no internet. The tech was not that high, uh, and you know, you were just collecting information through surveys, which was a very small segment of the customers in the first place, right? So you already are doing surveys on a very small space, which is not your entire population. And then you are deriving insights from it and segmenting based on that. And this was one of the basic limitations, so to say, in, in the previous times. Uh, and that's why, that's where, you know, uh, the limitation lie. And now with the advent of technology and uh, AI and ML, it has changed. Uh, secondly, uh, if, if they had parameters, if they had collected data for each and every customer as well, uh, then they didn't know how to tie multiple parameters, which which Samir and Samir just talked about. They didn't know how to tie these multiple parameters together and use that for segmentation. Uh, right. They were doing segmentation based on age, or they were doing segmentation based on geography, but they didn't know how to tie these two or three right. parameters together. Mm -hmm. And that's where ML and AI is currently playing a very important role. Wow, guys, that that was super interesting. Since you've mentioned ML, could you guys maybe give us a glimpse of how ML is used in segmentation? Sure. We will of course, uh, we will of course cover this in detail in the next episode, but just a, maybe a brief of, of how ML is being used in the segmentation market. Sure, sure. So as Puneet was saying, it, it does make a very valid point wherein, um, you know, we have, um, limited source of information from a limited, uh, you know, uh, questions that have been asked in the survey. So if you're conducting a survey, then there's only a couple of questions and uh, basically like the entire behavior of the customer needs to be reflected from those limited number of questions, which is very difficult. So, and yeah, so basically uh, that's where ML comes into picture, wherein um, you have multiple data sources, like you have behavior analytics tools, or you have CRM data, you have social media data. Uh, all these things can be tied up and used as parameters in your machine learning model. Um, also, there's another point, right? Like if you're taking surveys, then you have a smaller sample size, but because only a limited number of people are going to fill your surveys. So ML helps us with that because there's tools which keep on tracking your usage and other things, which can be used as an input for your machine learning right. model. Now, to give an example of a, uh, of an, of a machine learning model uh, being used for customer segmentation, we can talk about Netflix. Uh, it's basically said that around 75% of the users right, uh, look at 
or watch the series or movies that have been recommended to them by the uh, recommender that Netflix has built, which is completely based on customer behavior. Right. So if 75% of users are actually using their recommendations, that means they're doing something right. Right. And that's quite impressive. So, so we have a plethora of sources that we can deep dive into where uh, ML comes into picture, right, guys? Yeah. 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 That's super interesting. Thank you, Samir and Puneet, for being the part of our first episode. This is super insightful. We will continue this discussion in our next episode where we will talk more about the use cases, more facts and facets of segmentation, and even get a sneak peek into how we approach segmentation in a holistic manner. Until we meet again next week, bye-bye everyone. Bye everyone. Also before we go, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share uh, to our uh, social media channels. So we'll meet again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Adios.